The green rush is real. From lawmakers and investment bankers to CEOs and investors, we'll look at how people are transforming cannabis from the shadows of the black market into a cash crop that draws in cannapreneurs from Hollywood to Wall Street. Here to help you navigate the business of cannabis, please welcome Lewis Goldberg and Ann Donahoe. Brought to you by KCSA Strategic Communications. Welcome to another episode of The Green Rush. I'm Ann Donahoe, joined by my partner in crime, Lewis Goldberg. So it's amazing how quickly the world of cannabis is changing. From John Boehner joining the board of our client, Acreage Holdings, and President Trump and Colorado Senator Cory Gartner striking a deal to try to protect legal cannabis. We've also got Sam Minardi leader Chuck Schumer announcing that he was proposing federal decriminalization legislation. It's been an absolutely crazy couple of weeks, couple of months. On the cultural front, cannabis is clearly being treated in a whole new light. Back in 2005, Showtime launched the first pot-focused dramedy called Weeds, a pretty controversial show at the time. Then a show called Disjointed hit the scene, and for two seasons, we had an insider's look on the running of a dispensary in California. What do these two shows have in common? One woman, Dr. Dina Browner. Not an actual doctor. Dr. Dina has become the go-to rep for medical cannabis in Los Angeles. She got Snoop Dogg's medical card, and now we get to talk to her. Before we start, just a quick reminder to hit the subscribe button for The Green Rush on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts from. And if you leave us a rating, we'd be ever so grateful. So without further ado, here's our conversation with Dr. Dina. Dr. Dina, welcome to The Green Rush. Thank you for having me. This is exciting. Cool. So I love your the dress. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Yeah, we love it too. Um, actually, you actually, I think, were one of the first person I've ever heard use that phrase. I saw a, a video interview from you from years ago, and I heard you use that, and that kind of resonated in my head ever since, um, which actually links to my very first question. Your dad was a psychologist, and you're Dr. Dina. Do you actually my mom? Joke? My mom's oh, a psychologist. Mom, yes. Well, do you ever joke about who's helped more people? Um, we actually, I think that I would say it's funny because she's been a doctor for way longer than I've actually been in the industry. But the amount of people that I see in a day is way greater than what she sees in a day. But in reality, I could, I could never help these people in the way that she helps them. And, and possibly uh, I helped them in a way she couldn't help them. And so we actually have found a way to uh, share patients in a sense where, you know, it, we're very complimentary. So she, she calls me all the time and asks me a question and she says, you know, I'm doing neurofeedback on a patient and it's for, for sleep and it's not working. And I'm thinking maybe CBD might be the answer. Can I send them to you? Absolutely. So to, we're very complimentary. It's lovely. Uh, so as cannabis has become more and more ingrained in popular culture, um, and you really are at the forefront of that, you may be one of the biggest inspirations on TV, if not the biggest inspiration. Uh, we're all fans of Nancy Botwin on Weeds and Ruth from Disjointed. So who is more you, Mary Louise or Kathy Bates? You know, I think there's a little bit of both in, in each of those characters. Uh, I would say Ruth is is really not 100% me. She's probably 30% me and 70% uh, my my fairy pot mother, who is uh, <laughs> Stephanie Landa. 
Yes, and she's she's unbelievable. She's 70 years old. She looks unbelievable. She just had a hip replacement. She's walking around like a 24-year-old. And she has been in the cannabis industry before my parents were, you know, even born. And so it's it's unbelievable to get knowledge from someone like that who was the first person to clone a plant in in the 50s and was growing weed in the 60s and the 70s and the 80s and the 90s and then went to federal prison for five years. And so when you have someone like that and has raised kids and, you know, that's really the, the powerhouse behind behind Ruth White Feather Feldman. That's incredible. Is she, oh, yeah. sorry, Lewis. Go ahead. Yeah. No, no, how, no, I to you yeah. Her. She. What is she doing her. these days? I mean, she's got these new hips. Is she in the business at all still? So she is actually my partner in a nonprofit organization called FreedomGrow.org. And what happened was Stephanie uh, went to when I first met her. She was like this lovely little Jewish lady, you know, in her fifties, late fifties, and and I had just brought her into my doctor's office, and she had gotten her doctor's note renewed, and she brought a few friends with her, and we were chit chatting, and I'm thinking, wow, this is she's kind of like my mom's age. She's so cute. She smokes cannabis, like. I wish, you know, my family would be open to that. And she's just kind of like the cool mom. And the more I would, I, I knew her to realize she was a grower and she made these great edibles and she made concentrates and she did all these things. And then she got busted and she had to go to federal prison for five years. And when she got out, she just told me about the atrocities of what was really going on in there and how much these prisoners needed money. Unfortunately, the prison system sees these prisoners as kind of slaves to the system, and it pays for the government to keep them locked up because they get these jobs that are paying out like 60 cents, you know, an hour, if that, Um, and, and these guys need money inside. They just have no money. And if you're old, you can't work. You have no money. You can't call your family. You're just, you're so detached, excuse me. You're so detached from society at that point that it's it's becoming harder and harder for you to come back to it when you get out. So we created this organization that raises money for people that are imprisoned for cannabis-related uh, crimes. Uh, they're nonviolent victimless crimes and people are serving up to life in prison for this and we've just we we gather money we don't take anything for ourselves we don't pay ourselves a salary our accountant yells at us every year and says why are you doing this but you know it's so for it's us the right it, thing to do it's the right thing to do and and if you look at what stephanie taught me is that if you look at 10 percent of all people who smoke pot at one point will go to jail for, for weed. And so the least we can do is give back to the people that are in jail because they grew it for us. So that's what we really spend our time doing. And so she's really spearheads this campaign um, and gets people to donate. We had a commercial on Vice recently uh, that, that people were sending us money from all over the country. And it was really special because there's so many people that need, need, need this money. But $100 goes a long way. We have a, a, a prisoner who is 86 years old, Antonio Biscaro. And Antonio is, he, he's never getting out. He's in a wheelchair. At this point, he doesn't even want to file for clemency because he has nothing left for him on the outside. And at least now he's going to get three meals a day. And and 
when he goes into hospice, they'll take care of him kind of, you know, he's not going to die on the streets because he can't, he has no money. Um, and so this is really, it's very sad. So he took his, the money we sent him and he bought an MP3 player because that's what they offer them. And he, I guess, was able to download the, uh, the Frank Sinatra classic hits album. And it was the first time he heard music in 32 years. Oh my God. And so just um, so- bringing that, you know, to him was really special. So you have really, I mean, you have been the face of of medical cannabis and and the advocacy side of the industry, and it is in the last eighteen months the corporatization of cannabis has really taken hold. How do you view what's been going on? I think it's really sad, actually, what's happening. Um, I hate the corporate side of it. I know that it has to happen, but. There's just to watch all of your people that who become friends and family who built this industry and built it to what it is now to see that all get taken away from them is heartbreaking. Um, and these big companies are coming in. A lot of money is just streaming in and people are just selling out left and right. And sometimes it's good and sometimes it's not. So it's I'm kind of torn on the whole situation. I mean, I recently went corporate um, because we had to, but we still I've only hired in people that were originally from the industry in positions to where they were making, you know, pretty much what they were making before. They're just all legit now. And to realize that they were all scared to be legit before makes me realize how rich California is going to be. You're listening to The Green Rush. We're talking with Dr. Dina, and we'll be right back. More Green Rush coming up after we roll through our sponsors. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put the big celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is Himping, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Strainwise Consulting is the most sought-after consulting company for cannabis business applications and management contracts. We consulted on the first recreational license in the world and have had an over 95% success rate on applications submitted. The industry is growing at such an exponential rate that building a powerful and lasting cannabis business is a number one priority. Here's Strainwise's Sean Eubanks. In our first five years, we branded and supported nine medical and recreational marijuana dispensaries and approximately 160,000 square feet of sophisticated and efficient product cultivation. Strainwise Consulting has the experience and expertise to guide you through the process. Introducing Blue Moon CBD, straight from the bluegrass of Kentucky. With our special nano emulsion process, you'll not only get the best CBD available, you'll get more of it. Not all CBD is the same. It's your body. It's your choice. Get relief from inflammation, anxiety, and stress. Go to www.bluemoonhemp.com and use code HEMP420 for a 20% discount on your order. Balance your body. Balance your life. Make it Blue Moon CBD. 
Are you ready to be inspired and educated by the best of the best in the cannabis industry while enjoying sunny South Florida? Then you cannot miss out on the first annual United States Cannabis Conference and Expo, August 24th to the 26th inside the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. The USCC Expo welcomes all cannabis business professionals, medical cannabis caregivers and clinicians, growers and dispensary owners to join us for this brand new event sponsored by the radio podcast leader for all things cannabis, CannabisRadio.com. Be one of the first to register today at USCCExpo.com. That's USCCExpo.com. Chronicling the latest cannabis industry news and headlines, Dave Inman welcomes you to the state of cannabis. Tuesdays on demand, only on CannabisRadio.com. Banking and Bud, understanding the business of cannabis. Welcome back to The Green Rush, only on CannabisRadio.com. And we're back chatting with Dr. Dina. So can you talk about what you're doing now? Because um, I think I, we'd like to know, and I know the, the thousands and thousands listening to us right now want to know too. Well, I'm the, the VP of operations, the chief marketing officer and uh, head of branding for PNS Ventures. Uh, don't say it fast. It comes up with some <laughs> horrible name. You know, just P. <laughs> And F. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> and I, I yell at my partners with those initials because it's very unfortunate. Anyways, um, I it, under our umbrella we have several dispensaries. We have manufacturing licenses, cultivation licenses, distribution licenses. We have up to sixteen currently. Uh, it's very very exciting time, and so we're building out a distribution company where we distribute. Uh, multiple different cannabis lines. As you know, all licensed dispensaries have to purchase their product from a distribution company, licensed. Uh, so we're basically a, a menu of, of a bunch of amazing brands that a dispensary can pick up this menu and just say, I want you know all these products and place the order and we show up and deliver it. So that's amazing. Uh, and the retail side is fantastic. Um, I think what was the most interesting part of this whole year is the fact that no one had a crystal ball. No one knew what was going to happen. I assumed as because actually I didn't really assume everyone kept telling me that, Oh, everyone's just going to want to get high. And as soon as January 1st happens, it's the floodgates are going to open and just anyone's going to get it. And a lot of like, you know, cons- older conservative people that I know are very concerned with like, you know, everyone's going to be just stoned and, and it hasn't been that. And it, it was actually the exact opposite. Yes, there were lines down the street. Yes, we've been so busy. But what I'm noticing is a lot of people are coming in and saying, hey, uh, you know, what's really good for sleep? Because I can't sleep and I don't want to take pills. I don't really want to go to a doctor for it. So I hear this is better. And so really, it's like it's still medicinal use. It's just people don't want to go to a doctor. Are you seeing what I guess if you had to to, you know, say what, what the bulk of your consumers are, are they coming in from a medical standpoint or are they coming in from a more adult use standpoint? I would say we have a lot more adult users coming in than medical, but we have the same amount of medical patients that we had before. 
It just mm-hmm. now we have, you know, uh, increased our business by, you know, 70%. And those 70% are all adult users. Now, with that said, even the adult users are still acting like medical patients. They're coming in and they're like, this is the funniest thing. Everyone says, okay, I want to get something, but I don't want to get too high. <laughs> you know, I don't want your strong stuff. Like, give me like the weak stuff. Like, I don't, I'm scared, you know, and that's what's happening. And so the products that were, are not the strongest, that this is, the patient's concern was like, oh my God, everyone's going to come in and buy like our medicine. And that's the stuff that has the highest THC. They have nothing to worry about because the, the regular adult user, they want the, the low dose. And are the adult users coming in? I'm just interested from like a, a specific product standpoint. So are you are these users coming in and saying, um, I want flour or are they, you know, trying things out like the shatter or the, there's just so many products. It's almost like a just the overload of, of fun products and, shatter right away. Shatter yeah. is kind of that takes a while. You know, you're, you always have to start off the baby baby steps. And so baby steps would be um, if you like if you can't smoke at all, we would have a microdose of edibles so we have like for example the chocolate covered blueberries by kiva those are five oh i love those like five milligrams each right and you can take one you can take three you can really kind of dose yourself out slowly um and then there's the vape pens uh if you don't want it like actual smoke but you, you don't mind a vape pen vape pens have gone up in sales by probably 20 percent in the last four months so and that's a huge market now uh, from what it was. And I would say vape pens are now about 30% of our business. And so people want that low dose vape pen. Uh, the the dosis pen is very popular because it vibrates when you get the perfect 10 milligram dose. Um, people really like the, the look of it. And, it just seems uh, to be easier yeah, and more socially beautiful. acceptable. And you can, you know... It's just a, a more part. elegant, yeah, a solution, Absolutely. I think. Absolutely. But then there's people that still, they just want to come in and you get the old timers that come in. I just want to get a little grass, you know, <laughs> give me a little, yeah. I don't want, I don't want that, that, you know, strong stuff. They That's really amazing. are saying, I don't want that strong <laughs> it's stuff. I, I, it, it's and the other thing they they always say is, I've waited my whole life for this moment. <laughs> <laughs> and do you say just to meet me or are you talking about the marijuana? And it's funny because it could be like a 25-year-old saying that or like an 80-year-old saying that. I've waited my whole life for this moment. I'm like, different amount of years, but yes. <laughs> So um, let's go. Oh, I was gonna. I was gonna make the shift to back to entertainment. So um, we did a, a podcast with a producer, writer, actor uh, James Hudson a couple of weeks ago. Um, he was behind the movie Dark Harvest, which was a cannabis kind of crime-based drama uh, with Cheech Marin. Uh, and we asked him this question, and I thought you'd be great to ask it to as well. Uh, uh, what are the uh, of the shows you're working on? Other than the shows you're working on, do you think that Hollywood is getting cannabis right or wrong? Um, what, what, what is it doing well? What is it not doing well? Uh, well, I can tell you this. If I hadn't worked on, if they hadn't had a cannabis consultant on the set of Disjointed, they would have gotten it very wrong. Because mm. uh, there's just so much to know about cannabis. And if you're doing a show that's based about can- based around this topic, right? You have to have someone that knows the lingo, that knows that the plants would be looking a certain way at a certain stage, you know, because 
how many weeks in is the show? How long have we been watching the show? Would the plants be growing? You know, and and so someone you always have to have someone thinking about that. And, and not every show is going to be like a disjointed where it's based in a dispensary and needs to look exactly like a dispensary. And the biggest compliment to me is people coming to my dispensary in West Hollywood, which was up until two weeks ago, decorated like disjointed. They had Netflix came in and did like wall wraps and they made it look kind of like the store, but it wasn't the dispensary. Um, it's not the same layout. It's very different. Uh, but people were coming in, they were calling it the disjointed dispensary, but they would say like that, that's not the real shop. Like we, we thought like they were confused. Like they thought that actually it was filmed in a real dispensary. And so that was just the awesome, like compliment to me that we did everything right. It looked so real that people believe that that was an actual dispensary. Yeah. But, but the, the, I love this show. I really did. I, I, I thought there were so much about it that rang true. And there were certain things that didn't ring true. Right. Um, one thing was the social consumption. Like you can't, buy and smoke in the same spot so actually that's not necessarily true it depends on the city that you're in this is this was all done before the legalization happened so if you're watching it today going you know and and actually that's in a few months west hollywood will have on-site consumption permits in west hollywood there's on-site consumption i mean in uh san francisco there was i mean in San Francisco, there is. There's West Hollywood in Oakland. There's there's on-site consumption in a lot of cities. I foresee I, I, Lewis making many more trips out to LA. That was also, no, you know, no, no, it, it increased it. over it's time because we we really needed like I felt that there wasn't enough smoke or weed smoking in the show, so blame it on me because I'm like it's a <laughs> show about weed. You need to see people smoking weed. Like, come on, and you know they they don't let you smoke real weed, and the stuff tastes awful awful that they make you smoke it's like what are they smoking it's funny i have a bag of it right here that i just found uh it's called honey rose mix which is a non-tobacco mixture it's like lettuce dipped in honey and herbs and smells like the cross excuse my description the cross between a cat litter box and a russian brothel not that i know what a russian brothel smells like but i assume that that's what it smells like Oh my God, that that's that paints that's, a picture. Yeah. Oh, it's so bad. It's like so. If you see the actors smoking it and they don't look like they're gagging, that just shows you what an amazing acting job that they're doing. And after a while, Kathy refused to smoke them and only smoke vape pens. Ha! Huh. So uh, you know, not to just dwell on disjointed, um, but I really, I really personally did love it and was so disappointed when it was canceled. But I thought the thing that really resonated with me was the Carter's PTSD angle. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. I mean, I think that it's such an important topic. And if you're going to look at cannabis and the reason why we are being accepted in the public eye in the very beginning, how did we get medical cannabis passed? Because Dennis Perone, uh, rest in peace, Dennis, but he was an absolute hero. And, and Dennis, actually, we interviewed him on one of my podcasts uh, last year and he had already had a stroke and it was very difficult to hear him, but he was such a hero of mine. But he really did this because of his lover who died of AIDS and this was the only thing that really helped him and so because of AIDS and cancer we were able to pass medical cannabis and so we needed to really push other ailments that it helped and we needed to win the side of the Republican Party and the Republican Party is very pro 
what are they pro military right so let's right. help the military and there's a lot of guys that come home from the war who are highly affected by what they've seen and they have ptsd not to mention physically what they're going through and i have uh, a good friend of mine who started weed for warrior group and they are amazing heroes and you know jose had lost you know uh, one of his legs and and one of his arms and half of his other arm and uh, or actually no excuse me one of his arms one of his legs and half of his other leg um and the guy wanted to kill himself before he found cannabis and now he's an absolute inspiration taking these guys out and bringing them to his home he actually uses all these weed for warrior groups are using disjointed and showing them the show and saying look at help carter so they're they're using it as a platform and that's amazing so just kind of showing people that there are ways of you know for cannabis to help that are fascinating and it's not just aids and cancer and ms but things like ptsd which affect a lot of different people so can i ask if uh, one question about another one question about the show what was with the trippy stuff i didn't get it like you know, we were making fun of what people think pot is. And so a lot a lot of it went over people's heads because you have to really know that it's not as much as it's a Chuck Lorre show. Uh, Chuck is like the head, like we kind of like daddy of the of the whole project. But the person running the show is actually David Javerbaum. And David, we call him DJ. DJ is a brilliant genius. He has 13 Emmys. He's so, so funny. But he has a very peculiar sense of humor. And he really wanted to do a, a show that's making fun of sitcoms and making fun of people who think they know about pot so we try to like just put like trippy stuff just because it's also fun to watch when you're stoned <laughs> you know and that's really like yeah. i think that was just really he just wanted to get high and watch something trippy but it was kind of like you know that's what people think of us like an acid trip but it's not you know but it's really it, it want we wanted people to see like we really were affecting carter's mind with those trips because ptsd it really does mess with you Thanks for listening to us on The Green Rush today. We're talking with Dr. Dina, and we're going to take a quick break. More Green Rush coming up after we roll through our sponsors. Cannabis concentrates have been around for thousands of years. In 19th century America, extracts mixed with other herbs were sold as a miracle cure. Now, Apex Supercritical has elevated the science of extraction into the 21st century. Apex Supercritical is the leader in CO2 extraction, which is the cleanest, safest, and purest way to extract plant oils. ROI in as little as three weeks. Our cost-effective systems are fully automated with an industry-leading three-year warranty. And if we don't have your system in stock, we can build one in as little as four weeks. Bringing CO2 extraction to the masses. Learn more at apeksupercritical.com. Four-week build excludes high production systems. Introducing 420 Cloud, ignited by MSIG, one of the fastest-growing social apps around. The only app you'll need for all things cannabis. Find the latest cannabis news, videos, and stories, ranging from business and tech to sports and medicine. Start your career in cannabis by seeking, identifying, and applying for jobs through our expansive listings. For businesses, 420cloud.com features a full-scale cross-channel network, monetizing high traffic for big data conversion and analytics. Download 420 Cloud now from the iTunes Store or Google Play. MSIG.com is a publicly listed company on the OTC. Symbol MCIG. 
at Alternative Vibes. Our core values of quality, loyalty, respect, and honesty guides us in our mission to help families find peace and harmony through our products and services. Whether you are looking for a more natural way of living, shopping essential oils, topicals, and edibles, or searching for a path towards achieving your goals, we are your choice. Learn more about our complete line of natural products and solutions at AlternativeVibes.com. Bringing quality of living to life. AlternativeVibes.com. Our mission is to discuss extraction, processing, business practices and lessons learned with the established experts of the extraction process on mission supercritical a service of apex supercritical mondays on demand only on cannabisradio.com banking and bud understanding the business of cannabis welcome back to the green rush only on cannabisradio.com And we're back on the Green Rush talking with Dr. Dina. So let's, I, I want to pivot again. I'm the pivoter on the show. Lewis just goes off on his little fanboy um, escapades. I'm done fanning out. I just, I did. <laughs> I really, you know what? That working with Kathy Bates was oh. the most amazing experience of my life. She's incredible. Um, she's incredible. And the first day she came into set, we were having a table read and she walks in every, and, and she, she was like the last person to walk in the room. Total, like, not like diva, but diva, but like not diva, <laughs> but comes in in this like, like jacket with like feather boa wrapped around it, like Hollywood glammed out with her sunglasses with rhinestone, you know, these diamonds all around the glasses. She sits oh. down and, and she and everyone's terrified of her because we only know her really from like you always remember her from misery. Well, we all saw misery, yeah, <laughs> right. Everyone's just like, and she plays it up. So she'll take off her sunglasses and she gives you like the Annie Wilkes face of I'm going to kill you. And then she all of a sudden breaks and like, hi. And you're like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I almost just got killed. (laughs) But she's she's just the most wonderful, lovely lady and so generous and so kind and became the mom of the group. And to work with all these amazing actors was so special. I mean, I. I have only had this the blessing to work in this capacity on on this show where I worked on all 20 episodes and really became a family with these actors and, and crew. In fact, even last night, I went out with uh, the guy who played the Pete, the grower, and uh, Dank, Chris Red, who's on Saturday Night Live. Oh. Uh, we all went out and, and uh, we saw his stand-up show, which was great. And uh, so we we still keep in touch. We're all still very close, and it's so much fun to to really stay connected. But to have a family like that and have them all embrace cannabis, it was all like it wasn't just that I was working on a show. It was like I was the heart of the show, which to me was so special. And from the very beginning, I, I had met all these actors. I had knew I known of them because I'm sitting in the writer's room and I see their pictures on the wall. We haven't really got to know them. And so the first day of table read, they come in and I know all about them and I'm so excited. They don't know who I am. And I just kept creating a dynamic that we would all hang out every night. I would invite everyone. Let's go to Universal Studios. Let's do this. And so we would all go out and we became very, very close very quickly. And so it's very sad to see the show not not carry on. And the only other show that I ever experienced to have people that close 
uh, was Sons of Anarchy. And that was, you know, after seven seasons. So that's pretty special. So we have a segment on our show every week uh, where we uh, ask people to tell us two things that they love about the industry and one thing they hate. And we call it Puff Puff Pass. So Dr. Dina, Puff Puff Pass. What I love about the industry is two that. things. Yep. Okay. First is that we are finally being accepted as real business people, uh, which is fantastic. Uh, Another thing that I love is is all of these brand new opportunities that are opening up for all of these people that have worked very, very hard to get to where we are. Uh, But the thing that I hate is that there are still people out there looking to take advantage of unwilling unsuspecting good people in the industry even uh for example a friend of mine from college who actually went to school with danny rosenberg as well uh your cousin lewis and and so ironically uh, but someone called me and said uh hey there's a dispensary for sale uh they want to sell and, and they do great business and blah, blah, blah. I said, how much do they want for it? And they said, a hundred thousand dollars. And I said, the guy doesn't have a license clearly. And I went online and I looked it up and he, this person has already received a letter from the state to shut down. And so that to me is just, you're taking advantage of people. I don't like to see that. And that is happening. So that is my, uh, two for one. Wow. Um, I think, according to Brasco, we are at our end. But boy, this was awesome, and we would love to do this again. Um, you know, we end out talking to mostly the corporates in the business. Um, we represent a lot of them, uh, but it is always a pleasure to, to really learn from the longtime advocates. I mean, we work with Forefront, and we we work daily with Chris Crane, um, who, um, you know, from Students for Sensible Drug Policy, and he was on the executive committee team at Normal. So we don't, we get from him the real historic advocacy, but it is never enough. Because it's never enough. It's never enough. And for us, for people who want to learn, you know, we, we're PR com- people, communicators, and it's our job to be help our clients not only sound authentic, but to be authentic. Talking to you really kind of gives more juice to that for for at least for me, and I'm I'm assuming for Anne too. Yeah, absolutely. Well, all I can say is I know that our fight in California is not 100% done, but for the most part, we've gotten to where we need to go. But there are so many other states out there who are listening right now who are not lucky enough to have recreational or adult use cannabis in their state. And you guys need to keep fighting for it because it will happen. If you could only imagine how much money that we have been uh, sending to the state of California on taxes since the 1st of this January. I know that California's rich. I know this. I mean, if everyone else is paying what we're paying or more, like, holy crap. True story. I live in L.A. True story. Yeah. We should all have beautiful streets. All of our streets will be paved. All of our kids will have free lunches. Like, I don't even know what to say. Like, this is, uh, yeah. What are we going to do with all the money? So, hopefully the other states will learn. Yeah, they're saying it's going to be a billion dollars this year in in taxes to the state. They are short on their estimations. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I mean, Colorado I hit, what, gonna, 208 I think they're going to... 
I, I think I think they'll hit over two billion this year in taxes. That's unbelievable. Yeah, that is unbelievable. I don't yeah. want to see okay. one pothole in my street ever. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. Not one. You guys, Not have, one. You guys gotta pay Not how about one. you gotta fund the teachers' pensions, the firefighters' pensions, all that yes. unfunded yes. pension stuff so that those people can actually live and afford medical cannabis. I'm telling you, so. this is gonna fix everything. The only uh, the, the one thing I would do I would hope though is that once California realizes how much money that they're going to be getting and like whoops like we thought it was going to be one billion but it was actually two billion maybe we're overtaxing so I would like them to go back and revisit because honestly it, there's no other product that is taxed this high it is absurd and each city is applying tax on top of the state tax and so if you are an adult user you go into a dispensary if you came in in December and you bought a pack of joints for let's say let's say you bought a product for $100 you would have just paid $109 $109.50 whatever with sales tax now you're paying the $109.50 plus 15% plus whatever city tax you have and that's just getting to be so much money that people don't want to buy it and they're going to go back to the black market so we want to keep that from happening so the state has to kind of flex that's a really good point. And I, it sounds like that's what um, Elizabeth Warren and Cory Gartner are hoping to to try to fix with their. I mean, who knows what's actually going to end up in the bill oh my but, God. or where it's going to go. But I mean, that's so that's it, amazing. It, 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 by the way, Cory Gartner did that. It's right. unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable it's unbelievable but like wow when we when we're done recording this and and we i'll fill you in on some been used to work with his ex-fiance <laughs> oh, really you are like Ooh. the mayor of cannabis I'm telling you yeah so wow. it, it's it's really everyone's job to go and every person they meet like be very convincing and and that's why i was always so felt to like projected into the into the spotlight of coming out and speaking for cannabis because i don't necessarily fit the mold of what um, can people assume as a cannabis user if i pull up to a cannabis event the parking attendant usually looks at me and says i'm sorry i think you're in the wrong place so that's a sign that I should be on television talking about cannabis being pro cannabis because it takes people off guard. It like catches you off guard. Like, wait a second. If she, if she's saying this is okay, maybe, maybe it is okay. And, and the more grandmas that come out and speak pro cannabis to their friends and the more everybody like you need friends to, to convince other friends. And so it's everyone's job to really make this happen across the country. But Cory Gardner's bill, hopefully this will really put fast track everything throughout all 50 states because it really is so rough with our, uh, our watching how many prisoners are in jail for pot. And so this just brings us back to uh, our nonprofit again. And it is freedomgrow.org. And please feel free to go on the website, check it out. You can make a donation right there to pay on uh, PayPal. And we send 100% of the money directly to the prisoners in jail for pot. That's awesome. We'll make sure we have a link in our show notes for that. You're awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Dr. Dina. And a special thanks to Dr. Dina. To follow Dr. Dina on social media, you can reach her on Instagram at drdina420 and at her website, drdina420.com. Also, you just heard Dr. Dina talk about Freedom Grow. You can go to them at freedomgrow.org. Thank you for listening to this week's Green Rush. We really appreciate you taking the time 
to, to spend it with us. We, we don't take you all for granted. Um, if you want to connect with me or Anne, you can reach us via email at greenrush at kcsa.com. If you want to connect with Anne or Lewis, you can reach us via email at greenrush at kcsa.com or follow us on Twitter and Instagram at kcsa underscore cannabis. We'd really love to hear from you. And as always, thanks to Nick Opish, who, without whom we would be lost like little, little lambs. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.